Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. In the Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. The things are the things of faith. But all through the Word of God, and especially in the revelation of Jesus Christ, we have the epoch. We have the consummation of all things. And it is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. For all will know him from the least to the greatest. As the waters cover the seas, so the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover this whole earth. All will know him from the least to the greatest because of the judgments of God. <clears throat> when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Now we're taking a look at Revelation 15 for the song of Moses, the Shurakah. Kahadash. The Shura Kahadash is a feminine song, and we're going to see it starts, <clears throat> the beginning of it coming out of the Exodus of Israel from Egypt. And it'll begin in Exodus 15 with Miriam and sing the song of the Moses, which is a song of deliverance from Egypt. But it will be all the way through the wilderness journey till we come again to the song of Moses when what will befall the people of God in the last days. So it's kind of like a bookend. It starts with the coming out of Egypt, and it ends at the Kadesh Barnea going over Jordan, and Moses gives the words of this song put in the side of the Ark of the Covenant for a witness against the people of what will befall the Israel of God in the last days. Now, some will say that's only national Israel, but we're going to see that it has not only the national Israel in the work of the ministry, but also the spiritual Israel, the church. Now, there's no replacement theology. God deals with the nation of Israel just like he did to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and he made a covenant. And as long as there's a son in this a moon and the stars in heaven, he will not break that covenant with Israel, with the patriarchs for the Father's sake. He made it, and what the Lord has uh, spoken in covenant relationship, he will do. But there's also the church, the spiritual Israel. He's not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly circumcision of the heart in the spirit whose praise is not of man, but of God. We pick this up <clears throat> in the Revelation, Revelation 15. And as we read, you'll see that there's a song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. <clears throat> the song of Moses is a shurikata shah, feminine. But the song of the Lamb is masculine, means it's totally finished, a completed work, and all God's will has been determined in the earth. <clears throat> As we see in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now the will of God being done in the earth is all the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, gathering all things together in one in Christ Jesus. This is a mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world. We see that in Ephesians 1. To gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus, 
It's God's will. And that will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Revelation 15, we see a sign. Now, the revelation of Jesus Christ given unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Those are the things of faith and all truth, not partial truth. Things that must shortly come to pass, he sent and signified it by his angel unto John. Well, John the Baptist, in the spirit of Elijah, forerun Jesus in his first coming, the suffering Messiah. There, in the last days, in these last days before the second coming of Jesus, the second advent, John will forerun Jesus' second coming in the spirit of Elijah and will restore all things. And we see in Acts 3, 20 and 21 that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, until all things are restored, and that is faith in all truth, not partial truth, all truth. And that is the coming of the Lord and are gathered together unto him that were not soon shaken, as by angels are, as Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, <clears throat> our letter as from us. As that the day of Christ is at hand, the day of Christ is a glorious day for the body of Christ. It's our gathering together to him. It's the last trump. It's the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. But there are things that must come to pass first before that happens. That's the reason it was essential for Paul to write the second letter to the church at Thessalonica, explaining these things. <clears throat> and he said, now, concerning our gathering together unto him, that is, the harpazo, the rapture. And... He said, these things will come to pass first. <clears throat> the man of sin will be revealed. And there will be a great falling away first. The falling away of the faith. Paul tells that to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.1. The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last days, the latter days, some shall depart from the faith given heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having the conscience here with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and abstaining from meats which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. A conscience seared with a hot iron is calling good evil and evil good, not being able to discern good from evil. And that's what we're seeing more and more as iniquity abounds. Iniquity is lawlessness, in the church, it's not uh, in the leading and following the leading of the Holy Ghost in obedience. In the world, iniquity is just straight lawlessness, not obeying the law of the land. And iniquity will abound, and the love of many will wax cold. They will call good evil and evil good. It will cast truth to the ground. <clears throat> we'll find that the Antichrist, there will prevail against the saints, the sanctified ones, 
for a time, times and dividing of a time, 42 months, 1,203 score days. That is a time, times and dividing of a time in Revelation 13. But here is the patience and faith of the saints that he that leadeth into captivity will go into captivity, knowing that some of us will be thrown into prison and you will have tribulation for 10 days. But you faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life, Jesus stated. And he stated there in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. <clears throat> We're going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake. And some would be put to death. Sealing our testimony with our own blood. Well, of course, that is the time uh, that Paul talks about. Perilous times will come. No, in the last days, these perilous times, troublous times uh, will come and men will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Well, that's always been the case with the world, but it will become more predominant. It will be increasingly so. And they will be despisers, haters of men. They will be uh, effeminate. They will be against the holy covenant Jesus. Heady, high-minded, truce breakers. These will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. We're seeing that at all through the land and through the nation. Of course, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more it's going to increase, and the more it will be prevalent in the land. As we see in this song of Moses, it's according to the oath to the tribes what will befall thy people in the last days. We see that in Habakkuk talking about the work of the ministry according to the oath to the tribes. And it's a last day work. We see this sign that uh, John sees in heaven. He said, I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. <clears throat> seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them is filled up the wrath of God. So we've been through seals and one-fourth of the population dies. To warn the other three-quarters of the population to turn to God. Then the trumpet judgments of God. Then a third of the population dies. To warn the other two-thirds uh, there to return to the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the vials where it is filled up the wrath of God, one half of the population dies. <clears throat> and he's warning the other half to return to the true and living God, the only Lord God, not a trinity, not a binary, not a tunis, not a oneness doctrine, where the man's not God, but has God in him. But a true Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, Jesus Christ, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. Yet the man Christ Jesus did, and entered into that, glorified by the Father's own self. He is the Father of glory, always has been and always will be. But he made himself of no reputation to become a man, took on him the form of a servant, and the servant is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, as we see in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, and Isaiah 43, 10 through 17. <clears throat> but here we're focusing on the work of God, not the person. We know the person's the Father. 
and irrefutable truth is that Jesus is the Father, always has been God, and always will be God. And now we're focusing on the work of God. Now, the work is a strange work. And we're called for the work of the ministry, the body of Christ. Those that are accounted worthy of that will be the ones that will proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then and only then will the end come. Before then, there's a preparation. Just like it was in the camps of Goshen before Israel was delivered from Egypt. And the taskmasters uh, become harder and harder even when Moses uh, came in for deliverance. And Pharaoh made their toil and their burden harder in the gathering of straw for the brick. In this time, it become a time that of faith toward God that Jesus stated, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? The answer is he will. Yes, he will. But it'll be a time of trouble. This wall and the streets will be built again, even in troublous times. This is when Jerusalem will be restored. Her streets and her wall, and the street is the true way, truth and life, and the wall is a wall of salvation, Daniel 9, 24. <clears throat> and we find in verse 2 of Revelation 15, And I saw it were as a sea of glass mingled with fire. Now, the sea of glass is transparent, no spot, no blemish in it, mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast, Now, the beast is the number of a man. And the number is Kizi Sigma. 603 score and 6, not 666. It is 603 score and 6, not written in a numerical value there, but in the Greek, in the letters that have a numeric value. And he wrote Key, C-H-I, Z, X, I, stigma. And that is Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. Key is Christ, 600. Six, we know, is flesh. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. It's key stigma. But the mark of this beast is the number of a man. And let him that hath wisdom count, reckon up, the wonderful number of the revealer of secrets, the number of the beast, it's the number of a man, and his number is key 600, Z, written as a serpent, cold, ready to strike, in resistance to Christ, stigma, flesh, not soma, in a pinched flesh, just the outward flesh of, but sarka, the whole flesh body, soul, and spirit. Jesus Christ is not coming to flesh. <clears throat> now, when we turn our focus to this, that the whole Antichrist is something in lieu of Christ that is a false Christ, but it is enticing words of man's wisdom. It, it appeals to those that have inching ears that want to be told what they want to hear. 
<clears throat> how do you try the spirits? Well, John gives us that truth that we must understand and the revelation of it to try it, to try the spirits to see whether they are of God or not. And very most, in most churches, and in the, the denominational church world, have no idea of how to try the spirits to see whether they are of God. <clears throat> Why? Because they are ungodly, unholy, that denying the only Lord God. Very few lift up the true one God, Jesus only, doctrine of Christ. God's returning it. He's restoring it to those that have an ear to hear. But most follow their pernicious ways the tradition of the elders that's made the word of God to that effect, not realizing that over the centuries there have been ecumenical councils and synods denying the only Lord God with a Trinity doctrine, which there has never been a Trinity person of God. There's only one person of God. Who is that person? It's Jesus Christ. He has always been God. And that is what will be revealed in the last days how God himself made himself of no reputation, laid aside all of his attributes, become a man of Adam under the, under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. But then after he had fulfilled that law, just as Jesus said in John two nineteen, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up, proving he's God proving he is the Father because the Father will raise up that body of Jesus, that man, from the, de from the dead, from the tomb. <clears throat> Jesus stated that. The Jews said, 40 and 6 years, were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. That's the reason why Jesus is not declared to be the Son of God, until the resurrection from the dead. We see that in Romans 1, verse 3 and 4, that through that power of God that Jesus said in that time when he is resurrected, you'll know that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. <clears throat> because he could not raise his own body of flesh up if he was not that spirit, God Almighty, the Father of glory. Well, we find in Romans 1 that Jesus is declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. He did just as he said he would. Destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. He spake of the temple of his body. Well, he did that. Now he's declared to be the Son of God and that name that is above every name, the blood name of God the redemptive name of God, the only salvation name of God, not Jehovah, not Elohim, not all the Jehovah titles, because it is through that office of the Son of God and the function of that Spirit and the Son of God that we have our redemption, justification, sanctification, ultimate glorification, when our vile body will be fashioned like unto his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. But notice that body. <clears throat> Even though there is a body there, yet 
the man Christ Jesus has been made a quickening spirit. And this is for most short circuit. And that is in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. They don't understand how a man of flesh and bone when's glorified with the father's own self, meaning that he is the father, taking back the glory that he had laid off and made himself with no reputation, took it all back, glorified with the father's own self, John 17, 5, that all power in heaven and earth is given to that man, Christ Jesus, who is now the quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That faith will be delivered to the saints. <clears throat> Jude said so. Earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What was that faith? Well, he goes on in his epistle in Jude and says, certain men crept in unawares. Crept in what? Into the body of Christ. Just as Paul stated in Acts 20, 29. That after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock even among yourselves, speaking perverse things. Second Peter 2 Verse 1 and 2 says the same thing. Bringing damnable heresies in among you, the church. And we find it in Pergamos. There in Revelation 2 is where Satan's seed is, where Satan dwelleth, even among the church. But God's going to purge it out. All that are in man-made doctrine will be destroyed. And what is left over in the remnant will be the true people of God that worship God and keep his commandments and have the testimony of Jesus. We see that in the work of the ministry. It's a strange work. <clears throat> it's a strange act. When God arises to do his work, his strange work, bring to pass this act, his strange act. Judgment laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet. It has surprised the hypocrite. They had no idea. And at that point, then all that is made mad in doctrine, everything in this man-made Jesus will be destroyed. But somebody said, everybody's going to heaven. No, they're not. That's plain and evident in the word of God. In Hebrews 12, Paul speaks there that the Lord in the days of Moses and the exodus from, uh, of uh, Israel from Egypt, said that God descended upon Mount Sinai and it burned with fire. The shofar, the trumpet, became louder and louder. So much than the voice of God that the people said, Moses, let God speak to you and you speak to us lest we die. The sight was so terrible, Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. Moses himself who had been up in the mount and received the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> but God has promised at Hebrews 12, yet once more, the Lord hath promised yet once more, one more time, he will not shake the earth only as he did back then in the days of Moses, whenever he descended on the Mount Sinai and it burned with fire. The earth was shook said, yet once more, I don't shake not the earth only, but also heaven, that all that can be shaken may be removed. Who's going to be removed? As of things that are made. What are things? 
Well, faith is the substance of things uh, that, and those things are the things of faith. But when it is against and false things, a false faith, then God said, I'll remove it. I'll remove those things that are made, man-made doctrines, man-made faith, man-made principles, man-made commandments, man-made statutes will be destroyed. That all that cannot be shaken may remain. That's the remnant. That's the true church of the living God. So you want to be left behind <laughs> because that means that you have obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ in keeping his commandments and have the testimony of Jesus. The first thing he gathers are the goats on the left and they are bundled and they are cast into hellfire. He gathers the chaff first and burns them first. What's left over is the wheat. Well, I know what you've heard in your denominational churches, that you want to be the, you know, caught up in a rapture and what's left over. These poor souls are going to go through great tribulation. It is directly opposite. It is so ludicrous, it's unreal. The truth is that we're going through the fire. Truth is that we're going to be in this troublous times where the street and the walls of Jerusalem is going to be built again. All of them. It's going to be restored. The faith that was once delivered to the saints <clears throat> will be restored to the saints, the sanctified ones. And Jude states that. Jude states it in his epistle that these certain men crept in unawares who were foreordained to this condemnation. They're ungodly men. They're turning the grace of our Lord Jesus into lasciviousness. What? I thought grace was grace. No. Grace reigns through righteousness, and that's the work of God and who he is. Righteousness is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the reason grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 1. And without the revelation of Jesus Christ, there is no grace. Because it's all him, by him, and through him that we have the grace through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's righteousness. And that has to be obeyed. Whosoever will yield our members as servants to obey, and with the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, even though we have the Holy Ghost, we don't obey it, call iniquity, or of obedience unto righteousness, which is unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, being pleasing to him and doing his will, and the purpose of God being accomplished in your life by faith. Well, there is that Song of Moses. The Song of Moses <clears throat> started there when Israel came out of Egypt. But it did not consummate until they were going over Jordan. And then Moses spake the words of this song. And you'll see it in Deuteronomy 32 and 33. And this will be a witness because they will turn against the Lord their God 
Moses stated that, and this will be a witness in the last days, according to the Oath of the Tribes. And we see that in a bookend, starting from, uh, and what's the type of the shadow things to come? Well, it's when we in the book of Acts came into the church. It's an embryonic church. We were penned and we were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We came out of the world, Egypt. Then we went and gone through pilgrims and strangers through this world, our wilderness journey. But there comes a time. It comes a time that not only so, but we reap the harvest and God's going to reap the harvest of souls. <clears throat> and that is, uh, we're about to pass over Jordan River. They're at Kadesh Barnea. Now Moses is not going to be able to go over Jordan into the promised land and to Canaan, meaning humiliated, because he struck the rock the second time. Speak to it once, and then, uh, but don't smite it. He smote that rock one time and one time alone. It brought forth water. But then you speak to it from then on. You don't crucify afresh again the Son of God. Moses' first time, strike that rock, and a rock was Christ, and it gave forth water, Mass and Meribah. But then he told Moses, now speak to the rock. But Moses said, and was, he was angry. How long will I be uh, with you? And he smote the rock the second time rather than speaking to it. And because of that, not sanctifying the Lord, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, before the host of Israel, he was not allowed to cross over the Jordan River. And as he's there, he writes the words of this song. And the ones that obey unto righteousness are the only ones that's going to be able to sing this song. <clears throat> you can't sing the song unless you've lived it. Coming up out of that, notice that the ones that got the victory over the beast and over his mark and over the number of his name, that's a Kizzi stigma, stand on that sea of glass, having the harps of God, being in harmony with God. And look at verse 3. And they sing, not sing, but sing, in a present tense, the song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb, a final consummation. One is feminine, song of Moses, Shurak Kahadash. I'm sorry, Shurak Kadashah. And then the song of the Lamb, which is masculine. And it says there, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. <clears throat> we can't not only know the person of Jesus, that he is God, that he is the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost. He is all uh, that God is, was, or ever will be. But we have to know the work too. And he says, Marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Who is that Lord God Almighty? The blessed and only potentate. Who is that Jesus Christ? He is that Spirit. The Lord is that Spirit. And with the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. <clears throat> Just and true are thy ways, Thou who? King of saints. 
the king of saints. Who is this king of glory? It's Jesus Christ. And the name that is above every name is Jesus. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, not Jehovah Junior. For thou only art holy, Jesus only. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. Why? The Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. There'll be one king over all the earth and his name one, Zechariah 14. For thy judgments are made manifest. The judgments of God, when they're in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Now we'll be going into the judgments. Statutes, precepts, commandments of God, they're in the revelation. And we're seeing that most of the people of God don't know the judgments of God. They think the judgments are, well, Satan's hitting us. No, judgment must first begin at the house of God. The Lord has a rod and a staff that we're appointed to. You'll see it in Isaiah 28. <clears throat> we are not appointed to the wheel of the cart or the horseman. That's the wrath of God. But we are appointed to the rod and the staff. Bread corn is bruised, uh, and he'll beat out the appointed barley and the coming with his rod and the coming with his staff. This is excellent in counsel and working of God. We're not appointed to wrath, but we are appointed to tribulation and persecution, going through the fire to build that wall of salvation with tempered mortar. Not untempered mortar, they hadn't been through the fire, but tempered mortar. That wall of salvation will stand. We see there that in the Song of Moses, that it's an oath to the tribes, and we're going through all this time of trouble, of tribulation. But we come through and, uh, and not taking the mark of the beast or the number of his name and there standing for the true and only Lord God, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the Almighty. We say that in Revelation 1.8. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. So it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it's when the judgments... When God's judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. But we see in Jeremiah 8, the crane observes the time of her coming. The stork knows the time of its coming, then the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people, God said, do not know the judgments of God. Well, we will know them because it's the work of the ministry. It is a strange work, and it's a work in judgment. It's not a work in blessing. It's a work there to judge the house of God first. And this is sealed up among God's treasures. Peter says it. Judgment must first begin at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved. And if that's the case, where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear if judgment begins at us? This is sealed up among God's treasures. We see it in Deuteronomy 32. 
When the Lord says, this is, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Because the treasures are revealed in and through the body of Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power might be of God not of ourselves. And that is the Lord is that spirit revealed in and through the body of Christ as living epistles. A royal priesthood, a holy nation that we would show forth the praises of God in our bodies. And we see that the Lord states what that work is in judgment in this last day glory. And this last day, he says, uh, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Then he goes on and says, for the Lord will judge his people. Very few know that. And repent himself of the evil, the tribulation, the trouble. That's the rod of God. That's the staff of God. Not to destroy us, but where we come to the end of our flesh, mortifying the deeds of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust, where we will be able to enter in the kingdom of heaven, for which we also suffer. Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. The tribulation and persecution that we endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that mean we might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which we also suffer. So the Lord will judge his people. It's a sealed up among his treasures. And repent himself of the evil, of the tribulation and persecution. When he sees that their power is gone, not Holy Ghost power, we come to the end of our flesh and there's none shut up or left. What is he revealing? See now that I am God and beside me, there is no other God. I know not any. God doesn't know another God. There's none beside me. I know not any. There's no God junior. There's no son of God. That is not the father. It is one spirit. And that is Jesus Christ. Many offices Many functions of that one spirit, but still, but one spirit. Jesus is that spirit. And that's where we've missed, we've missed the mark. But we will return to it. See, now that I am God, he says, beside me there is no other God I know not any. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Shall there be evil in the city and I, the Lord God, have not done it? We'll know that he is a sovereign God. And he has his way in everything. And everyone will know him from the least to the greatest. So tune in with us on the podcast as we go deeper into the Word of God in the revelation of Jesus Christ and the unveiling of him. God dealing with you, we'd love to hear from you. Join our ministry. Dennis Beard Ministries there. Call for all the nations and an international outreach our souls, bringing this one God gospel and the work of the ministry to them and sailing of his servants. There, we love to hear from you. There, you can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Again, have your friends. Download the free app or a podcast, Sailing God's People. Also, join me on jcic.tv, our website, 
where you can register and be able to be on our live stream. Asking questions or giving your comments. We'd love to have you there. Like would love to meet you there. Also, you can message us on our website, DennisBeard.org, SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. Where we're praying for each individual believer in God to come to perfection to measure the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ and perfect that which is lacking in each of us for His glory. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.